0: Hello there. Welcome on back to Junior Funners Summer 2022 edition. We are in the immediate aftermath of a heatwave here in the UK. We I think we we ideally wouldn't have had uh, the the gap that we've had between the last episode and this one, but um recording was not possible uh during the extreme heat that we've been experiencing here. Um, and also, as uh, as we'll get into in a moment, there's been uh, we, there's there's been uh, sickness and plague in the uh, in the fun shack. But uh, anyway, yeah, this is Junior Funners. This is the, your favorite podcast in the whole wide world, hosted by your very best friends on planet Earth. Uh, which is me. I'm Ollie. Hello, how are you? And uh, it's also hosted by Lawrence. There,
1: hey listeners. I uh, guess he's got COVID. Poor little, poor yep. little
2: me.
0: Guess he was down with the Rona. That's right. It's uh, it's our boy, it's me. our boy Lawrence. Um, <clears throat> exactly. To quote our, to quote our, our idol, Mario Balotelli. Um, man, how how has it been for you uh, overall? I mean, what what kind of symptoms you've been uh, dealing with?
1: Well, first I got a kind of. Tickly throat And then I started getting You know Tickly throat And on Friday On Friday evening Started getting horrible migraines Mm. And I went to bed early And I just It was just super hot And I Yeah Just getting up every Few hours Boiling hot And then just all through Saturday Just um, Just having a headache And then The nose And then Coughing and stuff And then not been so bad with coughing the last couple of days,
3: and uh, it's just my nose really, yeah. So it's always just like a, a shit cold or yeah. hay fever.
1: Yeah, I was, I thought it was going to be another sinus infection like I had last year because I went yeah. for a test for the COVID, I got negative for that, but I had this horror, had that horrible, uh, if you, if you remember, listeners had that. Sinus infection last year, but yeah, so um,
3: regular
0: listeners will no doubt that remember the uh, the iconic sinus infection of 2021. <laughs> yeah. Great times, 2021's uh, memorable sinus
3: infection,
1: yeah, one I want to forget, it was horrible, but um, I'm doing all right at the moment. It's just you know, you know just you get, you get um, the I, yeah, I had, and then you man, you know, it's just my nose and me. It's not coughs just to get a bit of a tickly throat. Mm. And that's it. <clears>
0: throat> I d- yeah, when I had it a few months ago, the main thing was yeah, I'd have sort of a an occasional cough, like sort of a sore throat and like a sore chest. I would notice I'd be getting like out of breath. You know, I'd get I'd get to like the top of the stairs and be making a lot of like old man noises. Mm. Um, where I was yeah, where I was getting like the shortness of breath thing. But um, yeah, hopefully hopefully you're uh, you're on the mend and. Luckily, we don't. Yeah, well, we don't uh, record this in in person anymore. Um, hopefully, I'm not at risk. But I mean, that'll be. We were saying before we recorded that would be quite a fun twist if it turns out that you could transmit it online.
1: Yeah, it's going to be the next um, development in viral spreading. Somehow it, mm. it hacks the mainframe. Like
0: yeah, truest- you say the right sequence of words, and it's like a yeah, like a video game cheat code you can infect the other person with it
1: like a sort of 90s film where the people who make it clearly like 50 year old men who don't quite know how the internet works and they think like you know hackers yeah hackers live in like big palaces or something and like
0: (laughs) yeah computers are, are magic um computers are just completely they're just magic boxes and yeah like you said the people making the film have maybe been in the same room as a computer once uh in in their entire lives but uh, yeah it's yeah you you can you can hack into somebody's uh you can hack into somebody's car from i mean you you can do that now obviously but um yeah back in the 90s the idea that you could just i mean they made a whole film out of uh, the premise is that they use a computer to make a woman you know yeah. like they, they- they just create a woman using a computer. That's what people thought computers did back then.
1: Well, we're not too far from that with uh, mm. 3D printers or
0: yeah. robots. 3D, 3D print you a girlfriend, finally. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mm. <laughs> um, we could 3D print you your own uh, Daisy Ridley, like in that Future Armor episode. Yeah. With all the, like the celebrities, people downloading their favorite celebrities. <sighs>
1: Me. It, sounds, it makes me sound like some creepy stalk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Imagine that. Anyway, um, this is the podcast where we talk about Arsenal and that. And so let's get into the first uh, segment Arsenal news. um when we left off last time we i I, so with all the talk last time if i recall correctly was about rafinha um we were very excited that we were going to get rafinha that he was coming that we were making a bid for him um and then i think the the day after we recorded that episode so the, the day that episode came out uh chelsea also uh put a bit in for him. And then eventually, I mean, the saga has only just been resolved. It's gone on for weeks and weeks and weeks. But um, as I initially predicted at the end of this season, he has ended up going to Barcelona. So that ended up just being a big pile of nothing.
1: Yeah, well, you know, you've got to um, speculate to accumulate. You know, you got to want to win the... Lottery, gotta buy a gotta buy a ticket, and um, you know, you, <clears throat> I'm sure Rival fans were taking a piss as usual, you know. Oh, Arsenal fans, oh hold the sale, Arsenal fans. It's like, you know, everybody has lost in this ordeal because he's gone to Barcelona.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. It's yeah, it's I. It's crazy to see what's going on at Barcelona at the moment. Like they are, they're signing Matt like. They're signing mad players, and uh they even before like the transfer window opened they didn't have like they had players that they couldn't register in the squad because of like the uh wages rules or whatever for la liga, and they haven't like got rid of anyone like so they haven't like sold any players really um but they're just bringing in loads of players so it, it's just yeah it's good to see they've learned their lesson in terms of um just throwing stupid amounts of money around it's, it's good to see that you know there's consequences for your actions if you do stuff like that. Great.
1: There was I can't remember his name, but he does like La Liga commentary. He's kind of I think he's Scottish, but he sounds like the biggest fucking Barcelona simp there ever ever in existence. He's like because I heard him on the YouTube on Talk Sport and they don't uh, they don't say where the money's come from it's like it's they just it's just kind of this weird sort of uh, you know face of propaganda kind of of just bus owner has the funds they have the funds uh uh, uh they have the funds okay uh, n- n- no more questions and it's just
0: yeah but, but, yeah as far as i can tell they they yeah they procured an, another loan towards the end of last season that's as much detail as they're willing they're willing to say. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm not... It doesn't mean that it's definitely, you know, uh, drug or mob money. Yeah. But, um, you know, can't rule it out.
1: But I'm sure UEFA, because UEFA and Barcelona are like, are like best buds. So, you know, they won't they won't punish them. They won't mm. do anything to old Barcelona now, would they? No? Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, UEFA was probably... Do like an investigation and just be like, we our investigation found that Barcelona is really cool.
1: It's fine. Everything uh, is case all closed. Yeah, the money. Yeah, is all Fine. Everything is all very, very good.
3: Yeah. Um. But yeah, so
0: we missed out on Rafinha. We also missed out on um, Lissandro Martinez. Yeah. We were talking about last time. Um, that's another that's another legendary L that we've got to hold. Um, <laughs> according to Man United fans. You know they they beat us to a player that we uh, we also wanted. I mean, it is it's very funny to watch Man United fans um, kind of crowing about that because it just means that they the best case scenario <laughs> for them is that they have one good defender now. That's all that means. Like he's still like Martinez might be good, but he still has to play alongside fucking you know Alex Tellez and Harry Maguire. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm
1: sure they'll. I mean, they haven't really learned. Again, they haven't really learned their lesson. They're still getting fleeced. It's like it's, they, they 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 try to spin it on Twitter. A lot of their fans like Martinez rejected Arsenal, and it's like, no, we pulled out of um, negotiations because Ajax and everyone was just demanding too much for what he was what Arsenal thought he was really valued at, and they were asking they yeah if you, they said forty. We if he had said forty, they would have gone 50. Oh, and you would have gone 45, and they were, oh, is it 55, 60, they, they were just...
0: Yeah. But yeah, that's literally how it went. Yeah, we we put in, a. I think we, we put in our first bid. It turns out they wanted like, yeah, they wanted like 35 million euros. So we bid close to that, and then it was like, oh no, actually we want 40 million. And then it just kept, yeah, like we put in two or three bids, and it just kept getting higher and higher, and then it was just sort of like, eh, it's fine, yeah. you know what, it's fine. And so... But yeah, like you said, Man United stepped in, did the Man United thing of uh, spending an insane amount of money um, on this guy. And, you know, maybe he'll be good. Um, and if he is good, like I said, he'll be the one good defender in a back four <laughs> um, that includes a lot of players that aren't very good. That's the thing. Like the, the players that Man United have brought that did end up being good have like just been like kind of... That's it. They're just a good player on their own they've still got to play for Man United, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I think there's some, what, what, what is their team going to look like in next season? Cause they, just, they don't have any, it sounds like Ronaldo doesn't want to be there and Pogba's gone. And
0: Boy, does he not want to be there? <laughs> Jesus Christ is he desperate <laughs> to leave.
1: It's like, what is your team going to look like next season? It's going to look like, like, it's going to look, it may probably look like an under 21s team probably and they,
0: they, it's going to be weird, but it doesn't matter because they've already uh, we should congratulate them for oh, all, yeah. winning the league they already uh, won
1: already.
0: it they've beat um, liverpool 4 yeah they won yeah they beat because they beat liverpool for was it 4-0 or 4-1 was, i think it was, I can't I think remember it
1: was but around that yeah sort of score something 4-0 4-1 but yeah so that's an indication that um, they're definitely going to stroll this season
0: yeah in a, in a match where uh, both teams made 20 substitutes between them um and Liverpool didn't really <laughs> start the game with any of their star players um man united managed to to win 4-0 and win you know whatever bullshit cup it was that 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 friendly was the final of um so yeah that is uh, and i've seen um, cuz the cool thing about twitter is that as we've talked about before um It actually doesn't matter if you decide uh, not to follow someone. Um, You'll still see a bunch of their tweets all the time. Um, I'm just constantly seeing tweets that have been liked by people that I follow or just random tweets because it'll be from a person that somebody else I follow follows. So because I know people that follow United Trey, um, I'm still getting his tweets showing up on the TL. And uh, yeah, sure enough today, he was saying that, you know, Man United have already, they've already started their season by winning a trophy. So, um, yeah, everyone else needs to, to shut up. And Martial, Martial is back. Uh, cause he scored, I think he scored three goals in their last three friendlies. Um, so he's definitely back. And, um, he also posted a thing, I hadn't seen it before, but on Sky Sports News, it was like this graphic that they had uh, for Jaden Sancho that said it was like 007, but it was uh, zero goals, zero assists, seven games. There's a picture of Jaden Sancho in a tuxedo, like James Bond. And he was just like, he posted that just with the caption, never forget the disrespect. It was just like, if somebody owned me like that, if somebody did a devastating own <laughs> like that, I would not want to remind people of it especially when there's like I, when I don't have anything I still don't have anything to prove them wrong with like why would you just like why would you just remind everybody of like you getting spectacularly owned like that it's so stupid
1: yeah um it's quite funny i did as um if you listeners if you want to look up um united trade there's people on urban dictionary have put in rather interesting uh, entries about him i don't wanna start sl- <laughs> saying certain things but apparently they, he's done certain so- <laughs> he
3: um he
0: has like there's, there's a, a Twitter account that's like isn't it like Cursed Trey or something that it's like it just posts like screenshots of things that he was wrong about that he's tweeted because but I mean he's just he is he is unbelievably cursed because he's just one of those people he's, He he's got that he's the personification of that urge that football fans seem to have where you just they just gloat about things that haven't happened yet. Yeah. And then as a result, it just tempts fate to the point where it like, it definitely won't happen.
1: It's that weird kind of <clears throat> You gotta you gotta strike first before someone does it to you, kind of a very sort of insecure sort of position that you a lot of football fans, especially when you have big big football Twitter account, you know, you got you gotta have your shots fired first you know you can't be uh, on the back foot so you got you got to be well, out you bit. could just pipe down <laughs> yeah.
0: and not talk you could just wait you could just wait and then talk about the stuff that actually happens why why are people gotta, always gotta, so quick to just be like
1: cuz he's got to he's got to he's got to get the clicks he's got to get the uh, people um, taking the bait
0: it, no such thing as bad engagement yeah
1: it's
0: good. It, it all counts got to take the bait got to get those impressions up
1: but um, if you're having trouble with your Twitter account, I, I just switched mine to latest tweets so I don't have to worry about that kind of thing because I don't like the Yeah, I, I did. Oh,
0: did you? It, yeah, it doesn't seem to matter. <laughs> well, yeah. I don't get that. But,
1: um, anyway, um, yeah, that's, Twitter is broken and um, what is going on with Twitter? Um, but back to uh, making fun of... Um, what's his name? Um, United Trey. Yeah, I'd, I'd, the point he was making, I sh- you showed us, showed me the other day that he was saying like uh, Arsenal fans and Chelsea fans give, what was it, 130 mil to, to City and wonder why City are levels above oh, them yeah. and they have no shame. It's like, well, I know that Arsenal, I know City are levels above us because they got more money and they got better players.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah. We've, we've literally talked about this before. Like the fact that there is like, you know, you've got city and Liverpool and then that's, that's it. Like they're in their own category. Yeah. Like I'm perfectly happy to not like to take players that are maybe not good enough to play for city every single week, but they could play for us every (laughs) single week and help us get to their level. You know what I mean? Like, is it like, he's still stuck on this fucking thing of just like, yeah. The elite clubs are Man United and no one else, and then it's just like it's yeah, just such a weird uh, yeah. I don't I, I don't know where I don't know where he thinks players come from. Like what I, what, what how are teams supposed to sign players? I, I I don't know I don't know what his thinking is. No, probably because he he doesn't he like there isn't there's just like a you know like there's like just a little hamster on a wheel going around up there. It's just yeah.
1: Like, unless they come from, like, British Dortmund, United, United fans don't really seem to care about any other player. They only seem to care about a player if they come from, like, Dortmund or whichever team was maybe yeah. the dark horse of the Champions League that season. Or
0: they, Yeah, so sometimes it's Ajax, sometimes it's whatever French team. Um, yeah.
1: They seem to think yeah. that I, Dortmund is, like, their little... Um, Feeder team, like yeah. Well, in reality, you know, Man City is Arsenal's feeder team because we're now getting all <laughs> yeah. players, and it's it's great. Yeah, because uh,
0: this is yeah, this is reparations for the season when they signed like all of our best players,
1: <laughs> quote unquote, like and, and by or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they signed, yeah, they signed, yeah, Clichy and Sanya and Nazari and all.
1: He had his moment when he scored and he ran the whole length of the pitch to slide in front of the fans. It's like, that's the most we've ever seen you run ever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I do not know he could go that fast.
1: It's like when he wants to, when he when he wants to, he can actually put sniffing. in. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what a prick. Yeah. He's still mad at, at, at Wenger as well, which is like the mark of a true like fucking baby man. Like he's still mad about it. Just unbelievable. Anyway, we've we, this is Arsenal news yeah, and we, we've spent we, like ten we, minutes talking, talking about like Barcelona and Man United. We gotta get um, out of the
1: way. Get out of the <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> this was all leading up to like the, the new transfer story. Yeah. Which is that we're we are yeah. we're, signing, uh, we're signing Alexander Lin- Zinchenko. We're getting yeah. yeah, we're getting a second Man City player um, as we predicted. I think a few episodes ago, because Zinchenko and Jesus have the same agent, um, and it, there was there was rumours about both of them coming to Arsenal fairly early in the transfer window. But um, yeah, I, I, our our failure to land um, Martinez means that yeah, we're getting Zinchenko for thirty million odd quid, which. Um, could end up better. being a, a snip, frankly, because yeah. he's what is he? He's twenty five. He's not that old.
1: Yeah, and he can play midfield and on the left of defend, left back. He,
3: yeah,
0: he's a left sided defender that can also play in central midfield, which is two positions that we desperately need to cover for. Um, so I think, yeah, that is that could end up being a very very good piece of business for us. Um,
1: and <clears throat> Eva. Either we get Yuri Tillemans, which is always seems to be off and on, if, off and on, whether he's coming
0: on. Yeah, that. I don't. Know. I, I never know where we stand with that. The latest, apparently, is that he's having meetings this week with Leicester about potentially extending his contract because he's in he's into the final year of his contract, mm. um, and it sort of seems like, I, I, yeah, I think Leicester. Leicester would probably rather keep him and get him to sign an extension, but he doesn't seem to be able to make his mind up about whether he wants to step up to you know to maybe the next level or not. But um, yeah, I still think we should sign him personally. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd take him in a heartbeat.
1: I think this thing. I think either that's going to be the last one. or I, I would personally still prefer we signed another right back. I I don't want to go into another season with. Cedric, just Cedric. If if Tommy Asu gets injured, you just have Cedric. I don't know whether Bellerine is going to be staying. Uh,
0: well, yeah, I think if if we sorry, <clears throat> I just knocked into my uh, beer glass there. Um, <laughs> I think yeah, if Bellerin is staying, I, I guess it'd be better cover than Cedric. I don't know, but I or Maitland Niles can play it right back, can't he? I mean,
2: that's the other well. one. Whether
1: or not he'll be staying, because um, I
0: was going to say, if probably, we do end up keeping him, yeah,
1: it feels it feels to me like he might be potentially on the on the on the departures list. But um, we'll see. We still, we're yeah. still got like six weeks to go, so, so. six or so weeks.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. There's been so much stuff happening, like this transfer window, like so quickly and it's still there's like there's ages left it like isn't it, it's like the first of september or something yeah. that it, it goes it's, it's around that sort of yeah. time and- so anything can happen but obviously teams want to get their business done quickly because of the you know the world cup and all that they want to get the new players in settled down for like pre-season before uh before it gets to that like winter break for the the world cup and everything but um but yeah i feel like like you said, uh, yeah, Telemans could be the the last one or the last big one that we end up doing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't mind. That's, I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd either want assurances that um, we that we won't have to depend on Cedric. You know, maybe they ship him off somewhere or send him out on loan, and we sort of keep. You know, we keep Maitland Niles or Bellerin or yeah we get rid of because apparently we uh, there is supposedly an almighty clean out coming you know i think we're we're supposedly going to get rid of about seven first team players so that's like you know pepe Torreira, maitland niles um bellerin leno and a few others but i don't know yeah i uh, yeah another another choice at, at right back so that when Tommy Yasu's injured, we don't have to worry about um, Cedric and his dodgy passing or uh, shitty set pieces, you know? Um, yeah, that would be nice.
1: Well, unless um, Arteta's going to be shifting formations again this season, where he's going to go with a back three, so that. Because I, I, I always felt like, as much as it feels to me like a back four these days, like it puts way too much on the right, on the fullbacks backs and the, the two, the two injuries to our team, like Tommy Asu and Tierney. And mm. it's like, maybe Arteta may think like switching to a back three slash five formation when you're defending, like maybe that'd be the option. Cause if we have Saliba slash Ben White yeah. and, uh, Gabriel Magalash, Gabriel Magalash. And, uh, hmm. Yeah, that, that would be um, maybe a bit more expensive for what he wants. He can spread the play a bit more. Um,
3: yeah,
0: it could. Yeah, it could allow Ben White to maybe because Ben White likes to sort of roam a little further with the ball. You know, when he's on the ball, he can dribble quite well. Um, so, yeah, maybe uh, moving to like yeah back three with Tierney and Tommy Asu out wide. Um, because that's the other thing, bringing and Zinchenko, means we don't have to rely on Tavares. I think he's another one that's yeah, might
2: uh, be, uh, apparently
3: going to be moved on, loaned.
1: either yeah. loaned or whatever. I don't know. Whether Arteta still rates him because I assume it was him or Edu that liked him in the first place that they wanted to buy him. But um...
3: yeah, I mean, yeah, it
0: could I mean he's still quite young. You know, it could be that they loan him out and bring him back, and he comes back. It's just a bit more developed. He looked, um, he looked
1: good early on in the season when Tierney was out. He looked all right, but then he yeah, had that game against Nottingham Forest, and since then it's just been, it's been complete shambles.
3: Yeah, he, yeah, I think
0: in in the big games, um, he just seems to, I don't know, get in his head. He seems to get a bit rattled. He, uh, I just remember him uh, that Liverpool game um, where we ended up losing four nil. It was sort of like, I think at 1-0 or 2-0, he made just like an insane mistake. Um, and it was just sort of like, oh, okay, that's it. The game's out. like, we we maybe could have still been in the game here. Um, but
3: nah, that's it. He's Wait, fucked us.
1: Got, got um, to go against United because he was just, he just decided to bomb into the box, get on the, um was it, was it? I can't remember how he got he got the goal, but, um, you know.
3: Hmm. Well, I think he mainly got the goal because the defensive
0: incompetence of of United yeah. really wasn't it more than anything else. It was just sort of like it was just so easy to play balls into the box and like get in between either either Varane or Maguire or Tellez and Varane or whatever. It was just yeah, yeah. It was just very very easy to uh, to get past them. Even Tamara has yeah. managed
1: to do it. But um, I was looking at rumors and the Art Artemelo from Juventus was an- sprang up as another rumour again and it's just like again yeah I mean there's part of me that's like I, you know either Arteta or Edu just you know, it, you know I, I should have trust in them sort of but then because there's a there's a Brazilian uh, thing going on as, as well at Arsenal now so yeah. uh, I was thinking well yeah. maybe that seems like a very likely uh, target like because he's Brazilian and and then there was another rumour
0: just statistically, yeah. Another rumor
1: that just completely has fallen off the radar, like like a week ago, it was Alex Grimaldo was definitely coming to Arsenal because he was like super cheap. I think he was going to be like ten million or whatever.
0: Yeah, I saw that, and it was yeah, it was like six million. We we put in a bid for like six million for him, but it was like yeah, we we put in a bid and it had been accepted, and then it's just like
1: there's nothing since. Uh, yeah, And it's just weird. Just nothing. Yeah, and um. Yeah, does um, who else? Well,
3: there was a sort of. I
1: think it was a kind of uh, what they call sort of a, a red herring. Uh, the uh, there was a Milinkovic Savic from Lazio was was a potential target. I mean, I'm, yeah, I think that's very unlikely. As much as I think it would be quite maybe quite interesting uh, choice there. He's very sort of. Mix of a midfield slash attacking mid forward type, mm.
3: tall,
1: you know, good, good on good headers and all that sort of thing. But um,
3: mm.
1: I don't, I think it's very unlikely.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. There seems to be a,
0: a lot of the buzz around the midfield players that we were linked with seems to have kind of cooled quite dramatically since we uh, signed that Vieira. Yeah. Um, that seems to be, yeah. Uh, everybody seems to be under the impression that, yeah, that that was sort of we, we were only sort of looking for like one, a further addition to our midfield, I guess. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I'm still holding out for for Thielemans. I mean, yeah, looking at the uh, on Sky Sports News here, the players that we're currently linked with, um, Marco Asensio is oh, one yeah. that keeps coming yeah. up, but that seems sort of similar to the. I don't know. Yeah, that seems similar to sort of that, like that that Artur Mellow thing, where it's just like, I feel like his agent is just trying to get him a move, regardless. Like that, it just keeps coming up, even though. Uh, well, according to this, he sacked his agent. Um, but yeah, it's it apparently could put Arsenal and Newcastle on red alert. Um, uh, I, that,
1: I, don't I don't know why, but it always that's. It screams Tottenham. It feels like he's going to go to Tottenham. I don't know why. <laughs> I just have this inkling that that's another one that's going to be off at Tottenham.
3: Because um, <laughs> they're,
1: they're, yeah, they're, was. Um, they're, um, they're, what, what's the word I <laughs> used? I've forgotten it. <laughs> I was making a joke about it t- last episode. Immense, that's it. Because they're immense, Tottenham.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're immense, yeah. yeah.
1: Um.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, this season's going to be Liverpool, well, Man City, and Tottenham.
1: Out, no, well, Outgoings, severe. We have one team looking at Nicolas Pepe, which I wouldn't be such a bad club to join for Pepe, you know. He might, but um, I think... Uh,
0: yeah, um, I saw Leeds were the other team that were looking at him as a potential replacement for uh, Rafinha, um, which... I mean, I guess that's technically true. They both played the same position. Um, But I don't think they're going to get quite the same return uh, as they got from uh, Rafinha in terms of goals and assists. But, um, you know, whatever.
1: But then we can have Daniel James and Pepe on both sides of the wings. And then United and Arsenal fans can then see who's better
0: after all this. Yeah, we can finally see them working together. Instead of uh, all this, you know, divisive rhetoric about who's better, you know, who is, who's the better, uh, who, yeah, who is the uh, the the best uh, best wide player in the world? Is it Dan James or is it Pepe? Finally, we can decide.
3: Yeah, um,
1: but there's all the There seems a lot of the rumors all seem to have died down recently. It's just um. Whether they're keeping it super tight-lipped, and because they're kind of getting a bit fed up of people leaking it, which creates that whole, it gets reported, and then all of a sudden, Trent the fee goes up slightly, and then yeah. just and then other teams come in for bidding, and then it's just yeah, it, 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 it just mucks about with everything.
0: That seems to be. <laughs> that does seem to be chelsea's uh kind of mo this window doesn't it is sort of waiting to see waiting to see who other teams bid for and then just coming in and bidding for them as well
1: and stealing our younger talent from straight from us Amari hutchinson's gone straight gone to chelsea they gave him the number 7 shirt that- as well and it's just like really yeah i think i think it's same from the picture i saw i think he was wearing the number 7 they gave him the number 7 shirt fucking hell and uh Are
0: you sure it wasn't just like a that's not like a pre-season thing they
1: <clears throat> well not from what i saw I um
3: i mean there was a thing on the the bbc sport
0: uh website today about like sort of players that had weird shirt numbers cuz that was all sort of sparked by um i think Jao Cancelo has been given the number 7 shirt at man city and uh, all of like the most boring people in the world are mad that a fullback has been given the number seven shirt. And that's
1: um, that's my that's my evidence. At any way, if you can see that on the screen,
0: okay. I mean, yeah, it's not great quality over the uh, over the, the the Google Meet there, but uh, yeah, okay. Well, that was great uh, content for our listeners. Yeah, Lawrence <laughs> held up a photo of uh, Murray Hutchinson holding the uh, the number seven shirt. Um. At, at Chelsea, which I, that just, I mean, I don't know. That's a team full of number sevens, isn't it? That's very odd that they, uh, anyway, but yeah, uh, Jal has been given the, uh, the number seven shirt at Man City and like all of the, you know, <laughs> all the, all the people that are like really glad that Nottingham Forest are back in the league because they're a, they're a big team, big history, um, were really mad about the fact that a defender has been given a number seven shirt, um, when the reality is that, like, you know, Cancelo's not really just a fullback, is he? he is more of a kind of... He is more like a winger for them in terms of how he gets forward. Um, oh, yeah. So it, I think it, it makes sense in that regard. But also, I mean, who gives a fuck? It's just... <clears throat> it's, <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It, you can, it's just so you could sort of see where they are from far away on the pitch. Who
1: cares? Football numbers are very important. You can't break with tradition. You know, you can't have number 6 in goal you kind of number 1 in you know, front that's well con- I
0: mean yeah man. I did one of the <laughs> one of the players that was mentioned I think I, I sent a, a screenshot of it to the uh, the bona league chat was uh our boy Nicholas Bentner um, who uh <laughs> who went from so while he was at Arsenal he went from having a number 26 shirt to number 52 and then when he went to Wolfsburg, uh, he chose to have the number three shirt um, as a centre forward, which is quite a quite a move. And then I think somebody else pointed out that I think Gallas took the uh, took the number ten shirt at Arsenal yeah. once Bergkamp retired, <laughs> which as a, as a great choice seems insane.
1: Great choice for number ten.
0: Very very weird to just be like, yeah, to to come into a club and be like, I'm going to take this. <laughs> Oh, this beloved club legend has just retired. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take his number. Doesn't it doesn't fit my position whatsoever? But uh, yeah, I'm going to take that
1: number. Well, they all have their um their superstitions or they're like you know, it was the you know date of birth of whatever or <laughs> um
3: yeah.
0: I mean, I do. Yeah, I like a, I like an interest. I like a. I like a story, you know, behind the the choice of a, a number. You know, I think it's cool that like Trent Alexander Arnold is sort of stuck with, uh, you know, with his number because he was he sixty six Yeah. at Liverpool. Like that's you know that's kind of a, a cool weird thing for him to stick with one that's like so far down the list.
1: Sixty nine, <laughs> yeah. Cool <laughs> hey, number.
0: Now you're talking. Um. <laughs> Yeah, or uh, what's Xhaka? Is he? He's thirty uh, four. I think
1: it wasn't it.
0: I think he's yeah. He's thirty
1: four, isn't he? Um, Plays like he's thirty four.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he will be soon, won't he? He's uh
1: he's a well, he's well nearly thirty. I think he's a couple of years behind, but
3: yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, fuck him. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I
0: mean, twenty three has always been a sort of uh, a weird one for for sports, isn't it? Because like that's like that's like the legendary number across a, a lot of different sports. I mean, especially in basketball, obviously mm. you got like you know Michael Jordan, um, LeBron. But, yeah, LeBron was uh, what's his name? Was Kobe Bryant twenty no, three? No,
1: he wore like twenty four and eight, and yeah, he, he wore yeah. different numbers. So yeah.
0: But yeah, there's a few across different sports. There's a few kind of legendary number
3: 23s. Saul Campbell, Arsenal. Mm. (laughs) Yes. Great stuff. (laughs) Uh, um, But yeah, so we're we're signing Zinchenko.
0: David Beckham um, as well. That's been (laughs) announced. Was he? Oh yeah, he was 23 at at Madrid, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Because I, so used thinking of him as a as a number seven. That's a, yeah. But um, so in the uh, women's Euros, currently it's halftime between England and Spain, nil nil. Um, been following following along with it. I haven't haven't had a chance to watch too much of it, but I have been sort of following along with the matches. Um,
1: well, I watched it. I watched it on uh, Friday. It just looked like it, it looked like you know. Like w- w- this Northern Ireland team was kind of just. Can we try and find people to uh, <laughs> make this team up, please? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah some of the countries <laughs> take women's football a little more seriously than than the others. That that is that's something that's become very apparent um, in the group stages of this uh, of this tournament. Um, yeah, a lot of results where it's like yeah, like seven nil, eight nil. Yeah, but yeah, and uh, of course Alan Sugar will be happy because I think Ian Wright is part of the BBC's coverage uh, tonight. So um, good for good for him. So yeah, the BBC have obviously been listening to him, uh, and uh, they've agreed to uh, to finally put a man a man on uh, their coverage for uh, for this uh, bloke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where's the bloke? If If they. If it was all men commentating on a men's match, they'd say it was sexist. But uh, the other way
1: around... I can't... God, what a fucking... I can't whack off to this. Where's a bloke? <laughs> um,
0: yeah, I don't think we haven't done a dipshit of the week for a while, but Alan Sugar, you are the Junior Funners dipshit. Of- dipshit or- for life. Um, <laughs> yeah, you are, you are a Hall of Fame... Hall of Fame dipshit for, yeah, not just for this, not just for the fact that, you know, uh, you're, a, you're a Spurs fan, formerly owned the club, uh, that you somehow became rich off of Amstrad. Um, Who I, even owns an Amstrad?
1: You know, Nobody.
0: Exactly. Has anyone owned an Amstrad since the late 80s? What the fuck is an Amstrad? Um, yeah, uh, not just because of the fact that, you know, he made that stupid racist joke at the last World Cup and then when everybody said it was racist uh he just it, like he just doubled down it was like oh relax, it's a joke like that was his his whole sort of defense of it was like yeah no i'm it's a joke calm down aren't you it's just uh yeah
1: aren't you glad listeners that this man is a member of the house of lords aren't yep. you glad
0: lord lord sir alan sugar yeah um, yeah, and of course, you know, without the format of his TV show, we wouldn't have had Donald Trump uh, becoming as popular as he uh, as he did in the American <clears> version <throat> of The Apprentice. So I um, thought, yeah, I thought thanks for everything, Al.
1: I thought the American version was before. I'm confused. Was it the British oh, one thought, first, or was it American? I thought it was. Uh, the-
0: I thought the British one. Well, I just, I just assumed that. I I assume we come up with it all of the TV first. We invented everything, from or- us.
1: We're British. We're well, British. I mean,
0: especially when it comes to TV, you know, things like the like The Office and uh Britain's Got Talent and uh Oh no, not Britain's got Talent, um Pop Idol and American Idol and Gladiators and American Gladiators. Um yeah. Any anything that's successful on British TV immediately gets adapted into uh, you know,
3: a like a big flashy American version. Deal or no deal, you know, we had that first. Weakest link Um, robot wars.
1: Problem with, I'm trying to find listeners the answer to our question, and uh, it takes it may very well have been the British version. Okay, The Apprentice is a reality game show franchise originally aired in the United States. Um, Okay, US version. Yeah, so it's probably the US version, then the UK
0: version. So that's even shittier. Like he was trying to be Donald Trump. That's even <laughs> that's even worse. That he was. Try- I assumed that like Trump copied it from him, but he was copying Trump. That god, what a lame fucking. Well, there was a time when wanker,
1: you've got to beat a people liked Donald Trump before he uh, became um, running for president. There was a time when people in showbiz all hung out with him. They were mates with him. <laughs>
0: I think yeah, well no, I think to be fair from like from all of the anecdotal evidence it's more that he was desperate to hang out with everyone else. Well, that's probably. And everyone yeah. was kind of forced just everyone forced was ang- basically forced to hang out with him because they you know they couldn't get away.
1: It was just like Cuz like
0: the, his whole his thing in Home Alone 2 is that he just basically just bullied like the director and the producers into letting him be in it. They didn't want him to be in yeah. it but he was just like he he's just so obsessed with being around famous people and being, I've like, gotta, being liked. Is, I've is got to be in thing. this and movie. people to like
1: it. i got to be in this movie. We're going to make some great deals. Going to be in this movie. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm going to be tell in it this for five little, seconds.
0: I'm going to tell. I'm going to make friends with a little boy. A little boy in a hotel. It's going to be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love this hotel. Fantastic. Hotel. Not as nice as my hotel. Not as nice as Trump Towers. It's no. But then what is? What is, folks? What is? Um. Yeah. So, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, the women's and, euros and yeah, great yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um the Lionesses, so that yeah, they're yeah. back underway, still nil-nil uh, against Spain in the quarterfinals. Lucy
1: Bronze DM me, what, what? Um, <laughs> um
3: Yeah. Was there anything else football wise? Um
0: Lewandowski's gone to Barcelona. Yeah, another um, depressing
1: news story. Why
3: what a... Yeah, feel like he could have gone anywhere, really. Yeah. But uh, yeah,
1: meh. May as well bleed him for as much as you can. Just like take mm. as much money and run.
0: Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Pep Guardiola had to kind of refute the rumor that Man City were offered Neymar in a <laughs> uh, a swap deal that PSG. PSG wanted Bernardo Silva, so they were offering a swap Neymar for him, um, which is just like... Isn't it great? No. That sort of... rink? Re- <laughs> I don't know, that kind of reeks of a, like, my dad works at Nintendo-type <laughs> uh, rumour. I don't know.
1: Isn't it great that nobody wants Neymar now? That's, that's... I never thought I'd see the day. Yeah,
0: it's cool how, like, the cat's out of the bag, that he's just, like, a big fucking cunt.
1: <laughs> I think he does... Doesn't he just do gambling? Like, he does like all the casino like poker stuff doesn't he do that now what I saw what
0: like just, what, what like advertising it or what I think
1: it, I, don't, <clears throat> I saw yeah, and he advertised for it but I think I don't know whether he actually plays poker I think he may will not be surprised
3: because he kind of looks like he's um. yeah I think he is he does he plays poker as well yeah so, um, mm.
1: maybe it's some, cool. <laughs> I I do, I don't understand. I, I don't play card games. So, um, other than solitaire, well, he's actually, you know, who um, is,
0: you know, who is cool and plays poker is, uh, is Steve Albini, the, the record producer. He, um, he doesn't, cause his like, his roots are in like punk and hardcore and stuff. So he doesn't like, even though he should be like a millionaire, um, cause he produced like, you know, he produced records for like Nirvana and that he never, he doesn't take any like, uh, like royalty points on the back end. So like he, he he'll produce a record for like a flat fee. He just charges like whatever to like record and produce the record at his, uh, his studio, but he doesn't get any like royalties for like, if it, if the record sells a lot or gets played on the radio. Mm. Um, and so because he like runs his studio like that he has to like he's frequently in a lot of debt but he manages to pay it off because he's like a world class poker player <laughs> he he wins like he wins like poker tournaments that are worth like hundreds of thousands of dollars and that's how he keeps his uh, business going which is uh, that's pretty badass i got to say it's uh, it's more more badass than fucking neymar who already has more money than god and it's just sort of like uh well maybe i could win some of your money
1: <laughs> yeah that was one thing about um Norm Macdonald actually, that because he, he just he would spend crazy amounts of money on like gambling or um you do poker and things. Was, like
3: he,
1: he mm. no he, on his show he actually um he had, he had a sports show for a bit where he literally bet like thirty thousand dollars or whatever on Manny Manny Pacquiao winning, but I think Manny Pacquiao <laughs> did win, Jesus. but. Because he's because of the money that money. I think he didn't he didn't get like the whole m- amount back because I think Pacquiao was favorite win. Yeah. So it's like, what?
0: Yeah, that's. I remember. Yeah, I remember the, the the episode of Mark Maron's podcast that he was on. I think he talked about like he like lost everything through gambling like four times or something in his life. Like he like literally just like emptied the bank and had nothing <laughs> just from gambling, which is which is fucking scary really like it's kind of that's sort of why i've never really gotten into it because i know that like i do have the kind of personality that kind of becomes that is very i become very easily kind of obsessed over things yeah um so i think yeah it yeah i could i could absolutely um become addicted to gambling very 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 quickly i think
1: i'm lucky and i just hate maths and i don't understand in odds at all.
0: Same, that's the other thing. That's the reason why I wouldn't be any good at it. That's exactly what, because I would just be going off my gut every time. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the patience or the know-how to like work, <laughs> to work shit out each time. I'd just be going off the top of my head at yeah. it, yeah, no, it wouldn't, it wouldn't end well. But actually, did you see that, um, the Paul Merson documentary you did about gambling? No, I haven't, a while I have not seen it,
1: yet. I seen it Yeah, I
0: have not seen it Really, really, really good. It's a but very, um, very sobering. It's a very sobering <clears throat> look at kind of what like gambling is. It. Cause he, he, he says that like, you know, like he, cause he's had his, his fair share of like addiction struggles with like booze and drugs, um, as well as gambling. But he said like, you know, it's like gambling's the one thing that's like it, it that's the one that scares him most. Because if he wants to get drunk, he has to like go out and he has to go out and get drunk. He has to put alcohol in his system to get drunk. Um, the same with if he, you know, if he wants to get high, he has to go out and you know buy a bunch of coke or do a bunch of pills or whatever. He has to physically put something in his system. The impulse to gamble is just there inside his brain, twenty four seven. It's there, like he can't, he can't like sort of physically remove it from the equation. It's just there inside him, and could just that fl- that switch could flip at any second. So it, yeah, it's like it's um, it's in- yeah, it's it's some dark shit that gambling and it sort of makes you realize how insidious it is that all those gambling companies kind of sponsoring. Yeah. Like advertising during football and at stadiums and all of that stuff. It's kind of is kind of preying on people with that, with that impulse and with that kind of, well, it's addiction. It's a disability, isn't it? It's an illness. So it's kind of, yeah, it really is quite uh, nasty and insidious and basically evil.
1: Exploitative. and all the, all the all the good things that make up the free market that we, we that love, we love uh, about capitalism the free yeah. market and, yeah and it, yeah
0: and the the government is basically determined to not do anything about it I, that's the other kind of big uh the big thing i learned from this documentary is that like the government could not give less of a shit about it even sort of with faced when faced with kind of evidence of how many lives uh that gambling ruins um yeah, no, they they did not give a fuck. Anyway, um, yeah, football was that it. I think that's that's sort of the main shit, isn't it? I think we at the time of recording, we're Arsenal going to be playing a pre-season friendly against uh, Orlando. Yeah, in a few yeah. hours,
1: somebody um, has decided to park outside the house with their big loud car stereo on. Anyway, sorry, Gary, <laughs>
0: uh, it's not coming through at this end. I can't I can't hear it through the headphones. Right. I think you're yeah. all right. All right. Okay, well. Um, so let's take a break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to do a quiz. All right. We're going to put uh, Lawrence's knowledge to the test. Yeah. Yeah, okay. BRB. All right, and oh, we're back. Duh. Me. <laughs> gave me cave heart on I Can't see you on your camera. Um,
1: um
0: anyway. Oh, hang on. There there you go. There we there go. go. All right. We're back. Okay. Now, I can't remember if it was the last episode or another recent episode. But, uh you mentioned the red hot chili peppers, I so I thought uh I thought I'd google uh hardest red hot chili peppers quiz. And uh this is the one that came up uh, courtesy of Pro Profs quizzes. Um, now it's quite. It looks like it's quite. It's thirty-one questions, so this might go on a little bit. But um, let's see. So, um, what do you what do you reckon? You re- how do you think you're gonna you're gonna do in this uh, one I'm gonna mate, gonna out of out of thirty-one exp- questions?
1: Expose myself for the uh, fraud, fake Chili Peppers fan that I am.
0: <laughs> you're a red hot chili poser.
1: Yeah, I'm a big old bloody poser. Course everyone nowadays hates red um, chili peppers, so uh, I could just pretend i would be like them just pretend to hate chili peppers.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that you yeah, you didn't like <laughs> you Oh didn't
1: yeah, like yeah, them I hated things. them when I was a growing up in school. Yeah, I hated them. Yeah. Fake your um, liars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um okay, let's let's take a look here. Um so This first one, uh, question number one. Rich Red Hot Chili Peppers song. Hang on, I'm going to (laughs) sneeze.
3: Excuse
0: me. It's happened. You've given me the fucking COVID. Oh,
1: God, we didn't. But on the price side, we've made a new scientific discovery. Finally.
3: Yeah.
1: We're doing something good.
0: We'll call it the Junior Funner's Principle.
1: (laughs) The JF Principle.
3: Can't believe you've given me COVID. You've Bastard. Oh, I'm sorry. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm right. Sorry, I don't make to... uh-huh.
0: <laughs> All right, here we go. Which Red Hot Chili Peppers song was written about Aborigines? Uh, these are all multiple oh, choice God. from the looks of it. Um, so is it "The Righteous and the Wicked," "Parallel Universe," "Right on Time," or "Walkabout"?
3: Um. Oh God. Um.
1: Is it? Is it? Is it? Walkabout
3: that's
0: that's what i would have guessed as well so as have look correct oh my god there's a very loud sound effect
1: when oh, you get a question god. right i'm gonna just turn that I off Oh, so right was so frightened for a minute i was like um, i think i go on a walk about
3: find out um what it's all about great baseline great
0: baseline. yeah that's from uh it's from one hot minute isn't it yeah. How, uh that song yeah. walkabout it's uh very, very underrated album. Very, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's it doesn't, right, yeah. uh, it's doesn't it's get a lot of good. love because of Dave Navarro' his uh, yeah, different style, yeah. but um,
3: it's pretty good.
1: Very good.
0: Yeah, I like Warped from that. It's, it's a lot heavier than like basically anything else they ever did, but it's uh, it's good. Um, what instrument besides the bass does Flea play in the video "Psychedelic Sex Funk Live from Heaven"?
1: psychedelic sex saxoph-
0: uh trumpet saxophone harmonica or keyboard
1: well he's always known for also playing trumpet so i'm just gonna assume that he was playing trumpet
0: that is again what i would have guessed uh let's see if it's right it is correct yes Oh
1: two out of two okay, so far so
0: flying through this it looks like they give you a score out of a hundred for some reason um so you you're currently on 6 out of a 100. Um okay. Which Australian festival did the Chili Peppers play at uh, in January/February slash 2000? Big Day Out, Livid Festival, Vans Warped Tour, or the Pushover Festival?
1: I don't know any Australian festivals. Um what were they? Called? What say them again?
0: Uh Big Day Out, Livid Festival, Vans Walk Tour or Pushover Festival. I don't think the Walk Tour goes to Australia. I don't. know, Maybe it does go to Australia, but then it seems all that the Chili Peppers would
3: play at it. I don't know. I'd say, um,
1: I'd say Big Day Out. I don't know. Sounds. Yeah. Again, I would. Say big that's
0: what right, because I th- I th- I feel like I've heard of that. I think I I I've heard of that. In the context of it being a festival in Australia, the others, like I said, I don't, I don't know that the Warped Tour goes to Australia, or if it does, I don't think the Chili Peppers would have played it. Livid and Pushover, never ever heard of. Um, let's see, Big Day Out is correct. Oh wow. my
1: god, I'm on the roll. I You're can't absolutely believe
0: this. killing it. Okay, okay, starting to see a pattern here. Maybe the guy that made this uh, quiz is from Australia. <laughs> on their 1996 tour to Australia. How long did it take for their two Sydney shows to sell out? 48 hours, one week, one hour, or 24 hours?
1: Probably
3: one hour. I'm going to say uh, one hour.
0: Feels like, yeah, they wouldn't (laughs) have put it if it wasn't going to be like a really low number. Um, Yep, one hour is Uh, is correct. Oh my 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 God.
3: God. I can't believe
0: this. He's going to go for a perfect game here. which famous record did? Uh, oh no, no, let me start. Again. Which famous record cover did the Red Hot Chili Peppers copy? Was it Dark Side of the Moon, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, Abbey Road, or Electric Ladyland?
1: Well, uh, the well, it's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. Abbey Road, it's got because they did it, but they were in the nude, with, but they had socks, with the socks on, on, their, the cocks. on the on the and I remember because yeah. uh, there was this girl I used to know a long time ago, listeners, and she had a poster of it on her in her bedroom. Yeah.
3: cool. Um, yeah, that is yeah, that's that's correct. Man, you are
0: killing it. Um, who is the first person seen at the start of the Red Hot Chili Peppers "Under the Bridge" video? Is it Anthony Kiedis, Flea, Chad Smith, or John Frusciante?
1: Well, seeing as how it's the guitar intro, so I assume it's John Frusciante.
0: Yeah. No, I believe that is. Yep, that is correct. Wow. Yes.
1: Oh my god. Um, can you believe us? Yeah,
0: it is very easy to uh <laughs> Huh?
1: Can you believe it? I'm I'm absolutely through this quiz.
0: Yeah, I I thought I I thought I'd search for the hardest Chili Peppers quiz, but clearly this is uh this is some like pussy shit for babies.
1: Um, <laughs> I, <baby>. in their,
0: <laughs> in their, in their hit song, Californication, which Star Wars planet that Red Chili Peppers mention? <sighs> is it Alderaan, Tatooine, Endor, or Coruscant?
1: Alderaan's not far away, it's Alderaan.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be funny if it was Coruscant, because Coruscant isn't mentioned until like the, isn't it, it, is it in Phantom Menace or is it, I remember it's, there's it's lots in, of scenes on Coruscant in, uh, yeah, they say, yeah, they say in, of the yeah,
1: Phantom Menace because there's an outtake. I remember there's an outtake of Jake Lloyd saying, Karuskant. And then George Roker saying, cut, let's try it again.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so it'd be weird if they like, cause the album would have come out like maybe a couple months after that. Yeah. <laughs> they were just sort of like, they loved it so much that they put it in the record. K-Ruskant. Um, no, you are. You're right. It is. It's Alderaan. Um, What did Red Hot Chili Peppers wear when performing at Woodstock 94? Uh, God, no, they're really cartoon characters, drag, light bulb suits, or farm animal suits?
1: Oh, I don't know. This one's actually quite a difficult one. I don't know. Um,
0: I think I'm pretty sure I know it, but um, yeah.
1: Can I hear Just him because again? Because
0: I, I read Anthony Kiedis's. I read Anthony Kiedis's book, and there's a photo of them uh, in these outfits. Um, so, what are, it's basically, what do they dress up as? Cartoon characters, drag, light bulb suits, or farm animal suits?
1: Hmm. I, I don't know. I think I'll say drag because it seems like that would have been the more shocking thing to do. But
0: I feel, yeah, I feel like there's no way they didn't perform in drag multiple times. <laughs> um, Okay, well, that's the first one you've got wrong. Oh, it's light bulbs. I was gonna say which, uh, light
1: bulbs as well.
0: Go! <laughs> I I can't. I like I said. I did. I, it turns out I did know that one, but I can't. In my capacity as quizmaster, I'm yeah. forbidden to help you. So yeah.
1: Well, I was gonna, literally it's gonna something. say light bulb suits as well, and I went safe and went for drag. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I feel like there's there's no way they haven't performed in drag at some point, but. Woodstock '94. They, uh, yeah, they were dressed up as big giant light bulbs. Um, okay. Which Red Hot Chili Peppers song includes the lyrics "P.O.P. Prodigies of Peace"? Is it "Me and My Friends," "Emmett Rymas," "One Big Mob," or "Righteous and the Wicked"?
1: Oh God, now I have to remember lyrics to a song. That's the one thing I always forget. P.O.P. And- Prodigies of Peace. Righteous yeah, to and, and the Yeah, you gotta try and remember it in the Kidis cadence. I think it's right. P O P Predages of Peace. Right yeah, righteous Ro- and the Wicked, yeah, that's
0: it. Righteous <laughs> and the Wicked, okay. Um correct, okay, you're you're back in the game. Okay. Um Why did <laughs> okay, this is gonna be interesting. Um why did the Renate chili Peppers cancel their performance in Tel Aviv, Israel on mm. august twenty eighth two thousand and one uh the concert was rained in was, was it says rained in I, I assume they mean rained on or rained off i don't know um the band was scared because of bombings in Jerusalem, not enough tickets were sold, or the band forgot <laughs> they just straight up forgot about all their I would, I would love fans. it
1: I would love if they just forgot but. Mm. Seems very unlikely, but I'm just I'm just gonna play another safe one, say the conflict worried about you know, rockets or whatever. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, those those, like those cool. rockets that Palestinians have. Yeah, 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 I don't start. With-
0: <laughs> yeah. Um uh, <sighs> That is yes, that is the correct answer. I feel like it couldn't really be anything else, could it? Um Okay. Um In the Reddit Chili Pepper song Coffee Shop a lot oh of uh God. references to one hot minute songs <laughs> on here uh the lyrics say they can dance like who simon black iggy pop usher or michael jackson
1: but then, 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 again the lyrics i this is one song, especially um this song because that's the one song I don't remember that much um dance like mm. uh well he, he, either michael Jackson or iggy pop um
0: yeah, I feel like it'd be one of the... Because it's 1995, I feel like that may be a bit too early for an Usher reference, but I don't know.
1: Iggy Pop, did he really dance? I don't know.
0: Yeah, he did sort of weird, like, kind of, you know... I'm going to probably say dance, kind of dance like Iggy.
1: I'll say dance like Iggy Pop, because I can't remember, but if it's Michael Jackson, I'd be like, oh, sad. super.
0: So I mean, But I'll say I Iggy mean, Pop. Iggy Pop does... Epop pop does rhyme with coffee shop.
1: Yeah. So. so there you go. Logically, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's find out. Let's find out. I do.
1: And there it is. It's oh, right. Well, yeah. It's the it only, are. the only
0: one that rhymes with the title of the song.
3: <laughs> there we go. Yeah. That's great. i um, Black uh, in my way. <laughs> this one feels,
0: this one feels a little sarcastic. Um, what year did Red Chili Peppers have a hit single, uh, ha- sorry, have the hit single Other Side on Warner Brothers? 1968, 1960, 2000, or 1993? Uh, I'll go
1: with 2000 Seems most likely. Are year. you sure are you, uh, sure you don't
0: want to say 1960, oh, uh, three years before yeah. the Beatles had their first hit? Did the yeah. Red Chili Peppers have a hit with Other Side? Yeah, I think. Um,
1: oh, I will play. Oh, oh, so. Oh, yeah. I think I'll go 2000, so I think I, I'll, I'll go with the players.
3: Yeah, obviously, Obviously, it's two thousand. Yes, of course. Um, okay. Which two? Uh, what? Okay. This. Oh, so this
0: is one of these. Uh, this. Yeah, this is a weird question. Which two bands have or had a drummer named Chad Smith? Anacrucis and Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anacrusis and Hex. That's Hex with two
3: X's. Pumpkinhead and Rawhead Rex. Treason and Bigotry.
0: Um, kind of don't really understand why those second two answers are options if they don't have...
1: It's, well, it's got to be the one with Red Hot Chili Peppers. And the other band, yeah. So, right, we'll go with, go with that one.
3: <laughs> so, uh, is it yeah, Anacrusis or Hex with two X's? And uh, uh, and Anacrusis, is that the one? Uh, let's see. I have no idea.
1: Okay, get it wrong. I don't care.
3: That's correct. Yeah, Anacrusis. Oh,
0: um, yeah,
1: great. I think I feel like Hex with.
0: Is Hex with two X's, is that, that might be a Christian rock band, I feel like. I don't know, there's that, something like deep in, the, uh, <laughs> deep in the back of my brain. Okay, yeah, I'm starting to doubt the validity of this quiz's title as uh, the hardest Red Hot Chili yeah. Peppers quiz. It might
1: be a bit sarcastic. And uh, I think you'll yeah. see
0: why. Yeah, you'll see why with this next question. Which band did the Zephyr song? Uh, is it Bowling for Soup, Queens of the Stone Age, Fish? Or Red Hot Chili
1: Peppers. Oh, oh Red, red, red Hot chili, chili Peppers. Now, take
0: your time with this one.
1: I might, oh, don't Google Are it. Are you sure don't about cheat. that? Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if this is one of those ones where, like, maybe a, the maybe one of the other bands also had a song called the Zephyr Song, but um, it's a Chili Peppers quiz. I mean, how can you possibly yeah. get this one wrong? i, I it's,
3: might, uh, whatever. This
1: guy must be ultra sarcastic in it. He actually. Hates chili peppers, but he's made a sarcastic quiz to make fun.
0: Yeah, he's gone through. (laughs) He's gone through the irony looking glass and made a quiz. Um, Okay, what was okay? I think this one. This will be interesting to see if you get this one. Actually, Um, what was X slash current Red Hot Chili Peppers guitarist John Frusciante's first solo album called? So his first record. Mm -hmm.
1: Neandra um, ladies, ladies, and
0: usually, and just, usually a just a
1: t-shirt,
0: <laughs> Grest beggins, three walk four bear, question for freedom ship spinning in the sky.
1: Neandra ladies, days, and usually just a t-shirt.
0: Ladies, yeah, that is, I believe, yeah, that is the correct. Absolutely, master,
1: yeah. you know, on the um, on Out the, his mind, on the heroin, right. just screaming and just the just all his vocals are fried and. Full of just pain and suffering. It's just yeah, it's really yeah, it's weird. It's it's one or two actually decent, interesting stuff, but it's a big mess overall.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's wild that uh, (laughs) in
0: retrospect, it's wild that he only made it to finance his heroin habit. You'd never be able to tell. Um. Next question. Um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers also starting to think that maybe this was written by someone that had English as a second language, but I, I don't know. Um, the The Red Hot Chili Peppers sings mentally or physically. I want to be dot 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 in New Orleans with you always. A philosopher or in the Partridge Family.
1: I do not understand that one at all. Um...
0: I think it's you have to basically finish the lyric. So mentally or physically, I want to be. And then the end of the line is either in New Orleans, with you always, a philosopher, or in the Partridge family. But they've just phrased it in a insanely um, fucked up way.
1: Um, That'll probably catch me out again, because I don't remember every lyric.
3: But uh, I don't know what song this would have been off of. Um, New,
1: or- New Orleans, I think it might be.
0: Maybe, I, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I've, I've got, I've got my answer. But, um, what do you want to? What do you want to go with?
1: I will go New Orleans.
0: Okay, let's see. In, oh, New Orleans is is correct. I was going to say with you always, just and that's purely just because I know that they had an album called "I'm with You," yeah. so that had two of the same words in it. Um, yeah, so in New Orleans was uh, was the right answer there. Um, uh, this, uh, okay, this is we're back on track. I think this is a pretty good question. Um, how many singles were released off of the Red Hot Chili Peppers album Blood Sugar Sex Magic? Ooh, was it three, four, two, or five? Oh, so how many man. singles so were from away. Blood Sugar Sex Magic? A lot of
3: songs on that album. Bridge. Um, oh
1: dear me! Uh,
3: suck my kiss. One was it? Um. Damn. Maybe
1: what was a uh, what was the? Was it was five an option, did you say? Or?
0: Yeah. So the options that you got three, four, two, or five. I'm
1: gonna say. F- I'm gonna say five. I don't know why. I'm just gonna say five. I think either four or five. I'm gonna go five.
0: I think you may be right. Uh, but let's have a look. Five is correct. Oh. Let's just look up what they actually were, because I've got an idea of what four of them are. I'm oh, not sure what the, the fifth one is, because there's... Uh, under the, give the Bridge, it Give It Away, um, Suck My Kiss, Breaking cares. the Girl breaking was the, the other girl. one. Um, and then
3: what was they the
1: fifth one? The rain, we'll <laughs> I don't
0: know. Oh, If You Have to Ask. Huh? If You Have to Ask was the last one released in February 1993. <clears throat> Damn, it was like nearly. Oh, those two those were the years days. The album came out.
1: Oh man, ninety three. I was just a kid. Those are the days.
3: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was on my Goo Goo Gaga shit. Um.
0: Okay. Yeah, five singles off of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Um. We move on to. Uh, which Red Hot Chili Peppers song off the album One Hot? Another One Hot Minute question. This oh. guy loves One Hot Minute. Mm. Um. Another Reddit Chili Peppers, uh, which Chili Peppers song off of the album One Hot Minute was written about Kurt Cobain?
3: Uh, is it P, My Friends, Aeroplane, or "Tear Jerker"? Is it My Friends? Because
1: they listened to it, My Friends are so good. I feel the question. I, I th- feel the think you list. might be
0: right. I would assume I it's- was going to say it's either. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say it's either My Friends or tearjerker because P is like a yeah, kind of a that's just kind of a joke song,
1: song. And by Flea. Yeah,
0: Aeroplane is like, clearly she, 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 not about, Aeroplane's about like sucking and fucking. I'll, I'll say My Friends. Oh, friend. it's tearjerker. Ow, oh no. Ow. It's Tear Jerker. I wasn't even sure that that song was on that album. For some reason I thought it was on uh, Californication, but that it, no, it looks like it's on One Hot Minute. Um. Okay. Oh, this is a good one. Okay. So, which Red Hot Chili Peppers song is played in the movie Wayne's World? Oh, is it uh, Sicker Mechanico? It, give it away. Is it Scar Tissue or Higher Ground?
1: I think it's Sicker Mecca. That that one.
0: Sicker Mechanico. I
1: think it's that one.
0: Are you sure it's? Are you sure it's not Scar Tissue, the song that was released eight years <laughs> yeah. after the movie? It's got to be that one. Yeah. I, uh yeah, it's uh yeah okay no yeah it's uh, I I believe it yeah you are correct Sicker Mechanico I think they recorded it for the soundtrack. Um, which former Red Hot Chili Peppers? So this is a fun uh, fun little bit of trivia. Which former Red Hot Chili Peppers saw his mother murdered when he was a teenager? Is it Dave Navarro, Hillel Slovak, John Frusciante, or Jack Irons?
1: No, was it? This is one I will not know, but I'm going to go with Hillel Slovak.
3: I
0: think again, this is one that I know the answer to. I'm pretty sure because, well, let's let's see. I'll I'll tell you why I'm pretty sure I know it. Um, you're making me put down my beer mid pour. God damn it! Okay, um, okay. Well. I accidentally uh, tapped uh, the answer that I thought it was, and that was correct. So uh, you get to piggyback off of my greatness. Hello, Slovak, uh, was incorrect. No. You fool. Duh. You moron. Duh. You absolute child. Um, it was Dave Navarro. Oh, um, because, And I remember that because I believe he said to Anthony Kiedis after he left the band... That Kiedis had less respect for him than the man that killed his mother. Um, which uh, yeah. gotta cut pretty deep. I, would d- have I saw
1: a video of them all Hank playing on stage a couple of years ago. And it was on it was on Instagram. It must have made up at some
0: point. Yeah, I mean I think they're all I think they're all cool now. Well, um Mike Patton yeah, and the time-
1: uh, Anthony Kiedis probably still hate each other, but <laughs>
0: i think i i think in recent years that's kind of i i think that's kind of cooled as well. I don't think they ate each other quite so much but um but yeah i at the t- i mean in the mid nineties they they both i think they both would have been incredibly strung out on heroin um so yeah they're probably <clears> both saying a bunch of fucked up shit yeah
3: yeah,
1: they're all pensioners um, now so. but yeah like <laughs> i said
0: you 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 get the point you get the points uh, for that uh, because uh, of my uh, uh greatness yeah um this is an absolutely insane question um what what number did the album uplift mofo Party plan reach on the billboard top one hundred and fifty uh did it did it reach ninety seven did it reach thirty two did it reach one hundred and forty three or did it
3: reach number eleven uh,
1: Why on earth would i i could assume probably eleven uh, i guess.
3: Yeah, it's either
0: going to be the very highest or the very lowest, yeah. isn't it? I mean, you you got to imagine. Okay, let's see. Number 11, let's have a look. Oh, you fool. Oh, um shit. it was 143. Fuck. So they they reached 143 on the top 150. Um Okay. Here I go. Um this feels like a trick question, but uh, let's let's do it anyway. In what year was Flea named Bass Player Magazine Guitarist of the Year? Uh, was it 1989, 1991, 1996, or 1999? Or, I'm going to offer a fifth option, was it every year since the Red Hot Chili Peppers first started? <laughs> uh,
1: probably every year. <laughs> every year since this.
0: Yes, because... How could he not be? <laughs>
1: the only bass player that everyone's. Heard if your base
0: player if you're base player magazine, who the fuck else are you gonna give it to every year?
1: Uh oh, the uh, guy from Metallica, not the um not the, the Trujillo. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, Rob Trujillo. Um No okay, you've gotta pick one of these four though. Is it is it eighty nine, uh, ninety one? Uh ninety nine ninety ninety
1: nine. Ninety nine 99. ninety-nine. Ninety nine. 99. Let's
0: have a look. Oh, it's ninety six.
1: Fuck! I'm pretty terrible. A this. Just call yourself.
3: You
0: are. You're, been you're a stand. Hem- You are. Hemorrhaging points all over the place here. After your after your great start, you did such <laughs> it's a, like, a brilliant start. You're, <laughs> you're fucking it all up at the end. <laughs> you're really Arsenaling. You're Arsenaling all over this.
1: Oh crap! It's yeah. You get over a couple of the first few hurdles, and then. <laughs> Falling yeah,
0: it looks. Decided. It looks like you've done enough. It looks like you've kind of done enough for it to be plain sailing. But you've somehow you've somehow complicated it for yourself unnecessarily. I just,
1: uh yeah, <laughs> try to make it a bit more exciting. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that. true. Yeah, I mean it's th- it's a, it's a long ass quiz. We've got to add some drama somehow. Um Okay, <laughs> Sorry. which Chili Peppers film clip? I think they mean music video. Uh, shows Anthony Kiedis and Dave Navarro kiss again. This is another one hot minute. Qu- like it, this guy. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah. Which which video shows Kiedis and Navarro kissing at the end of it? Is it
3: Airplane, Warped, <clears throat> My Friends, or Give It Away?
1: Um. Maybe, I mean, it's, I don't think they I mean, did you know, it in aer- you know, one of them. <laughs> I I've seen the video to Airplane. I don't remember them doing it in Airplane. I remember that. So I'm gonna go. With, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I was gonna say the other. I mean, the other answer you can eliminate here is give it away because that was yeah. four years before Dave Navarro even joined the band. And um, I mean, he may maybe he did a cameo in the video and kissed him at the end, but I mean, you know that he didn't.
1: Uh, let's go with my friends. Uh, go with my friends.
0: Okay, this is another one that I think I think I know because I remember reading about it in Keydus's book. But you're going to say my friends, yeah?
3: Okay, yep, you got that one wrong. Oh, oh, Uh, it's warped, damn fool! Would I just Um, go with
1: my gut instinct? (laughs) There
0: was because I remember I think there was there was a bunch of stuff about like uh, some music video networks didn't want to play it because it had two guys kissing at the end of it, and it's like. It's like very briefly at the end, you just see them like peck on the lips. It's not even like a big thing, but um, yeah. Um, Anyway, when creating the album Blood Sugar Sex Magic, which Red Hot Chili Pepper refused to sleep in the house with everyone else? Uh, Was it Chad Smith? Was it Flea? Was it John Frusciante? Or was it Anthony Kiedis?
1: Well, I'm going to say John Frusciante, because it seems like he'd be the more likely person to be like that. To me, so I'm gonna say John Frusciante.
3: yeah. I can't, because
0: I, I remember watching that documentary, I can't, I actually can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Um, let's see. John Freshante, you fool, oh, it was Chad Smith. Fuck, that was terrible. Chad Smith, was gonna be my guess because I think he just strikes me as a kind of a like no, non he's kind of just like no nonsense, you know, he just yeah. be like, no, I'm not doing that, I want to go sleeping. <laughs> Sleep in my bed with my girlfriend and not have to worry about you guys like you know bursting in on me or whatever um I am doing let's have a look here such
1: a fake, such a fake fan
0: you are such a poser it's man such a fake it's uh you're being- exp- exposed Lawrence, the fraud exposed fraudence yates fraudulence fraud fraudulence liar, yates. Like Ly- lions, Ly- lions,
1: lions, Yates.
0: Um. Okay. Uh, which which early Chili Pepper song states, uh, quote, never mind the men at work; those moves are for the jerks." Uh, is it "Funky Crime," "Baby Appeal," "Never
3: Mind," or "Organic Anti Beatbox Band"?
1: Even the, I don't know. <laughs> this is
0: early chip. I mean, it's an early one, so it's going to be from, like, the, you know. I think
1: it's even before. <laughs> I, I would know Funky Crime. I don't think it's in that song. So I've picked the, what were the options? I always forget. My parents um, are so bad.
0: Baby Appeal, baby. which I can't believe is a real song title. Uh, never Mind, which, I mean, the lyric that they've put there has the word Never Mind in it. Um,
3: or organic anti beatbox band? Let's uh, just put never. Never mind. I don't know. Yeah, I just through deduction. Yeah. Hey, you got one right. Um. Okay.
0: So we're on. This is a question twenty-six out of thirty-one. So we're, we're getting towards the end.
1: I was expecting because um, it's. Justin Bellington's five years since his uh, passing. Like it's, I would have thought we would have had a Linkin Park theme quiz, but I don't know. Maybe that would have been a bit too
3: disrespectful. Oh, I didn't maybe. realize that was. Uh,
1: yeah,
3: I didn't realize that had been five years already. Damn. Um. Well, yeah. Well, thanks for making me look like a jackass. <laughs> uh, we could do it
1: another. <laughs> we could do it next episode. Yeah, well, be
0: right. <laughs> um, which song did Anthony Kiedis used to read the lyrics to, uh, the lyrics of to his mother over the phone? Is it Under the Bridge, Me and My Friends, Green Heaven, or Other Side?
1: Seems like Under the Bridge would be the most likely one.
3: Yeah, although it's, it's... the
1: most kind of sentimental... Well, I don't know, because it's... It's not gratuitous, yeah. <laughs> you know, classic Kiedis kind of...
0: Yeah. Like the sexual... Yeah, it's not partly on your pussy. Yeah. Uh it's, just, it's a um, serious one. It is. Yeah. But I mean it is quite explicitly about doing heroin, but I uh, well but you okay. wouldn't know that if you Let's see. You... <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh no, it's it's Green Heaven.
1: Oh.
3: Whatever <laughs> whatever that is. It's probably um, probably like weed or something. Yeah, man. <laughs>
0: um Okay, how many two thousand MTV Music Video oh, Awards God. were Red Chili Peppers nominated for? Was it zero, <sighs> four, five, or two? Sorry, am I boring
1: no, you? No, no, sorry, it's just I'm short of breath. Will shut me windows. Have you got somewhere else to keep uh, you up? Uh, I? Yeah, you got somewhere yeah. Yeah, I've to be got like? got some bitches that want they want to party all night.
0: <laughs> you need to take a, you need to take a nap with. Yeah. Um. Okay, how many VMAs? How many VMAs did... Uh, five. Uh, five, okay. Because you work. got a
1: best Rock Band. Correct. Yes, finally, we're back in the zone.
0: So you're back in, mm. the, uh, back in the game here, after that rough patch. Um, <laughs> he's got himself back up in, on the
1: ground. Yeah, come
0: on. He's, <laughs> he's pulling it back right at the end. Um, in 1991, which famous blonde was Anthony Kiedis said to have been seeing? Oh, God. Was it Madonna? Was it Debbie Harry? Is it Sharon Stone or Christina Applegate?
1: Well, thing is with Cadis, uh, if you know, he likes he's had affairs with he, many he does a like number of fuck. younger women, especially very very young women. So I'm kind of yeah. thinking my mind is going to Chris, Christina Applegate because I think she was quite young at the time. Not in
0: 1991. Yeah, she would have been quite young.
1: Was was Mary with children on at that time, maybe?
0: Uh in ninety one, yeah, probably would have been.
1: So I'm gonna go with Christine Applegate. I'm gonna say
0: I think that's probably the smart guess, yeah. Um I would have said I would have said her or Sharon Stone. Uh, I think she would have been too now.
1: popular for him. She would too famous, probably. Oh, uh,
0: oh shit, it's Madonna. Oh
1: fuck. Um, yeah,
0: was, Jesus. Never mind. <clears throat> wow. <laughs> What, was, what were their conversations like? Jesus. Um, okay. Who's... Su- <laughs> All of these fucking questions are either about One hot Minute or Australia. Um, okay. Who supported Red Chili Peppers when they toured Australia in January slash February 2000? Was it Regurgitator? Was it Powderfinger? Was it The Mavises or Magic Dirt? Are,
1: are, are, are- any of these bands even real? Like the magic dirt, I, I, two fuck of, it. The magic. Two dirt. of them.
0: <laughs> I, I know two of them. Two of them are real. You reckon Magic Dirt with the uh, the yeah, openers I, for Joe I'll go with them. sort all Australia, probably some popular, Seven
1: well-known band in Australia.
0: <laughs> Unbelievably, yes, that is correct. Oh, magic Dirt God, is the right answer. There we fucking go. <laughs> I guess I, I I do know I know Regurgitator and I know Powderfinger. But yeah, the Mavis and Magic Dirt, never, ever heard of. But uh, yeah, apparently Magic Dirt were, were the uh, opening act. Okay. Um, so this is the penultimate question here. Here we go. Um, and this is, this is a good one. Uh, this, is good. This, this should uh, test your memory. In the Red Hot Chili Peppers version of Fire, who does Anthony Kiedis say should take over? Is it Johnny, Mr. Huckleberry, Mr. Navarro, or Jimmy?
1: I think it was John, my man. John. And he says it in his live show. He says, Mr. John, Fushante, take over. So.
3: Okay. So you're going to say, uh, Johnny?
1: Yeah. I'll say Okay. You
3: fool! Oh, fuck.
0: It's Mr. Huckleberry. Oh, fuck. Because I. I, blame I the think li- on that recorded version, that is because it's on, even though it's if, such uh, a thing, um, um, actually just pushing the uh, glasses up my nose here. Um, even though it's on the mother's mm. milk record, uh, which John Frusciante uh, played guitar on as their guitarist for the first time, actually recorded that when uh, Hillel Slovak was still in the band.
1: Um, so mm. it's, uh, well, there you go. Of course,
0: in the original, it's, uh, it's uh, let Jimmy take over the Jimi yeah, Hendrix yeah. song. He says, uh, let Jimmy take over. Um, so that's yeah, why I went. Mean, so you fucked that one right Jeffed. up. Um, so to, uh, to, 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 to bring your score up at
3: the very end, here we go. This is the last one. Uh, for all the marbles, as they say. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, oh,
0: God, no. This is, this is one of those like long questions with long answers. Uh, okay. What is the similarity between the songs Emmett Remus" and Scar Tissue besides the fact that they are on the same album? Is They were both written on the same day. Is it that there is no similarity? Is it that both songs make reference to a season of, to a season of the year? Uh, or is it that Anthony plays trumpet in both songs? What a stupid fucking question. I hate this question. Uh, I hate that yeah. this is the last question. This is, is the one that we're going to
1: seasonal? Do they make reference to seasons?
0: I feel like it must be, right? Because Emmett Remus, is over, that's summertime. And then, that's, does he mention... Uh, the, does he mention Scar... T- he, men- he must mention... Like fall or something, in scar tissue. Yeah,
1: I think he might have even mentioned winter or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's let's see. Uh,
0: both yes, both songs make a reference to a season oh, of the year. Okay, so after after boom,
1: all that, boom, 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 um, Emmett well, Remus is about um. Is apparently, a his little affair with Mill C. He shook my. Yeah, by skill. Is she gay now? I don't. Maybe she is. Whatever. I or I think she. <laughs> I, there's always.
0: There's always been rumours about her sort of being. Uh, I think. Yeah. Maybe bisexual. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. So you got a score of. So they. They score it out of a hundred somehow. Um, so you got seventy-one.
1: Oh, well, that's out good. of a hundred. I so like that.
0: Probably not too. But yeah, just over the the seventy uh, percent mark there. Seventy-one percent. You got out of so out of the thirty-one questions, you got twenty-two correct and nine incorrect. Well, they're really well. I mean, yeah, you got twenty-one correct. I got one of them correct Mm. for you, but uh, whatever, you're welcome. Um, So, yeah, um, it doesn't look like you. You don't rank in the top scorers, unfortunately, uh, for this quiz. (laughs) Um, There is a, there's oh wow, because it says the time that. It says the time that it took people to to do the quiz as well. And uh, so, that, like the guy that got 100 uh, did it in one minute and 42 seconds. What a oh, freak. Great. That must be the guy that made the quiz, yeah. surely. Yeah. That he was like testing it, it or something. Was just, just, um, <laughs> just testing it. Um, <laughs> there's a guy on here. The guy that came third got 84%, and he took 20 minutes and 11 seconds. So, he was obviously Googling each question. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah.
1: But well, we got it. Wow. I'm very proud of my score. That's where well,
0: Yeah, yeah, you got, you... It says, yeah, your result means that you pass, so I don't know what the passing threshold was, but yeah, 70, 71%, not I bad, can, not I, bad at all. I got
1: to got print it off, put it on my wall. I am, an, I am a true chili pepper fan. After all...
0: You can hold your head high at the next, uh, rockopodamus yeah. meeting, or whatever the fuck. Um... Okay. So that was the that was the quiz. Uh I hope you enjoyed it at home. Uh we're going to do some cultural appropriation now. And there's the music. And uh just a reminder to Lawrence to actually put the music in uh this time.
1: Did I put, did uh, I forget uh, recent I, episodes? Did I forget again?
0: I think I think actually no, I think the last one I think you did put it in, but yeah. um you know, just keeping you on your toes. All right. Recent episodes have been a bit uh you know spotty in that regard but it's uh, a excuse me goddamn, <clears throat> i haven't had that much beer but it's making me very very gassy um yeah this is where we talk about uh the stuff that we like uh that you the listener may also like um and should seek out and enjoy at our behest um so lawrence have you have you got some recommendations or do you want me to uh, no, uh buy some time
1: i've just got uh three albums uh one of my favorite bands when I was a kid, Alexis on Fire, came back with an album <laughs> a couple of weeks ago Uh called Otherness, yeah. and I really, really enjoyed it. I was I was just pleasantly surprised how man these guys they're so great. I love them, love Daz Green, love love he's just great, and uh, all the other guys in the band they're great too, and uh, yeah. It's pretty good yeah, it's
0: bit more, it's not like are they are they still doing are they still doing all the screaming in that
1: well there is that yeah they still have um George Pettit i can't remember they don't say Petit they say Pettit But George but no, he does do screaming vocals like but that. the music isn't like like the first two records where it's a bit more kind of the hardcore punk screamer the, the music now hmm. It's a bit more kind of, yeah, there's a bit more of a sort of heavy, dark tone, but there's also, they've introduced a bit more of a, more of a rock slash psychedelic element to it, where the music is a bit more, it's a bit more um, mature, I would say. Um, There's another couple of records I want to recommend, Uh, well, Hazel English, I think I've talked about her before, but she brought an EP. Uh, this year called summer nights thats also that's pretty pretty good
0: it's very apt for this time of year if you like
1: your dream kind of nights we're having indie dream pop it's really that kind of stuff and uh, I don't know if you've heard of um it's an Australian I can't remember his actual name but it's a guy called dope lemon
0: um no that's a good name though
1: he comes out with a whole bunch of stuff but um he's a I think he's a producer of some kind in Australia, and uh, but he comes out with his own sort of moniker, Dope Lemon, and uh, his album Honey Bones came out in 2016. It's kind of a weird Mac Demarco meets Kurt Vile in a way. It's kind of, but it's re- I really enjoyed it. Um, wow! But I
0: don't like know two of the <laughs> two I don't of know... the same type of guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, Angus Stone is his real name, but um, his. Uh-huh his moniker of uh, dope lemon and it came out in 2016 honey bones and it's i really enjoyed it I really enjoyed it.
0: it's a good title honey bones is a good title dope lemon is a good name i yeah I, I like that
1: and those are my recommendations
0: okay um i'll recommend another album uh for you uh lizzo has just released uh, a new record um i'm a big big lizzo fan i think she's fantastic and um Honestly, I, I I don't understand how she keeps doing it. Like, the, yeah, the new record is just wall to wall bangers. Like, she is, she I I yeah, I don't know how she does it. She's just so good. She's just such a great uh, uh, crafts person when it comes to writing pop songs. Um, she's just yeah, she can she can do it all. You know, she can sing, she can rap, she does all the choreography. You know, in her live shows, she's a classically trained flutist. You know, she's, uh, yeah, she's, she's just a really great entertainer. Um, and the album special, I mean, she put out a couple of singles, um, before it came out, uh, about damn time, which is a great song and, uh, girls, which samples, uh, the Beastie Boys track. It's kind of cool. She sort of, I know there was a bit of controversy cause I think she had to change one of the lyrics cause it used some, uh, outdated language, shall we say? Um, but she, to her credit, she held her hands up, went back and uh, re-recorded it with a, a different lyric, without that uh, ableist language in it. And um, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's just you know, she samples uh, the Beastie Boys' song "Girls" from their first record, which uh, the Beastie Boys have gone on record as saying they kind of regret uh, recording because it's so kind of uh, just insanely retrograde and sexist. Um, but she sampled it and kind of turned it into a song that's much more empowering and about female friendship and stuff. So it's kind of cool that she's, you know, she's used something that was kind of uh, gross in that way and, and turned it into something more positive. Um, but yeah, Lizzo's new album, special, uh, check it out. It, it's like I said, just wall to wall fucking pop bangers. Anything, anything on there could be released as a single and it'd be a big hit. Um, so you'll probably be hearing a lot of songs from it over the next year or so as uh, more and more singles come out. Um, I'll also recommend, um, Tony Sirico passed away recently. Uh, I think known to m- most people, well, I mostly known as, uh, Paulie Walnuts, uh, Paul, Paulie Gautier, Gautiery from, uh, the Sopranos. Um, just a wonderful actor. Uh, one of those guys that it, the casting on the Sopranos was so good because they did just cast like legitimate, uh, Italian lunatics uh that would make kind of odd choices and it gave the characters all these sort of weird little all these weird little ticks and idiosyncrasies because they would make these huge choices while they were while they were uh you know performing. And it, it yeah, and Tony Sirico is one of those guys, like paulie just has so many odd little quirks and characteristics that I think for any if anyone else was playing him would feel kind of like overkill and it become quite annoying. But um, yeah, Paulie's just a, Paulie's an all-timer, and Tony Sirico is was just a, a yeah fantastic presence in that show. Also great in um, he's in he, he's in sort of a lot of the early scenes in Goodfellas as well. Um, so I'll say I mean I I can't imagine I, anyone needs me to recommend them the Sopranos, but I'll say check out Goodfellas because that's you know there's there's no bad time to watch that. That's a great film and that's got that's got most of the Sopranos cast in it um, before before the Sopranos was even a show. You know you got the majority of the cast are in that film at one point or another. Including uh, the late great Tony Sirico. So, um, yeah, check that out. And I've been really enjoying this uh, final sort of half season of Better Call Saul. Um, I think we're entering into like the last kind of three or four episodes now before the show ends. And it, it's, yeah, just some of the best writing I think I've ever seen in a TV show. Really, really fantastic. If you've not, if you've watched Breaking Bad, but never got on into uh, Better Call Saul, um, yeah, can't recommend enough. It's very different from Breaking Bad, but it's still so, so, so good. Um, so yeah, check that out. Uh, Lizzo, uh, Goodfellas and Better Call Saul. Um, Lawrence, you got anything else, anything else we need to, uh,
1: well, I'd just like to remind everyone to uh, five years since, uh, Justin Bennington left us, uh, you know, Robert Southgate yeah. committed suicide yeah. and, uh, you know, just, uh, if you've, if you, you know, check out, uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Back, uh, it's you know. yeah. <laughs> I do t- so, it sounds like I'm t- taking the piss, but I, uh, genuinely just like, you know,
0: no, but I mean, well, yeah, it's just cause I mean, the, the, one of the biggest, <laughs> one of the biggest selling rock acts of the two thousands, but yeah, it, it, I mean, yeah, I, I a lot of people's first uh first favorite band including me they were, they were my linkin park my first ever favorite band when i was first getting into music as a kid um so uh yeah they were they were like my gateway to uh to everything and yeah, yeah it just uh, yeah uh, chester Bennington was a really unique presence i think in rock music he he just uh, vocally he could do so much he was sort of um it sounds like a weird comparison. It's sort of like Mike Patton in the way that he's able to just kind of do so much with his voice. He kind of, he can do like, he could just do every genre sometimes to like kind of sing in multiple styles in the space of one song and make it sound, make it sound like there's more than one singer on a track, but it's just one guy. Um, but yeah, he could do, he could do so much. He could do it all. And it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer that he, uh, that he left us so soon. But um Yeah. Um, if you've been affected by any of the issues mentioned or discussed in this episode of junior Funners, uh, get in touch with the show. We're at juniorfunners at gmail.com. If you want to email us, uh, we're at junior Funners on Twitter. Uh, if you want to tweet at us or DM us, um, me and Lawrence individually are both on Twitter. I'm at crispy Willis. Lawrence is at IBM. Um, <laughs> at leave me alone. I'm not, Unless you- <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not promoting you until you promote the show. That's that's the that's the, uh, that's
1: I, the I, I, I don't need promoting I just want to be left.
0: Um Oh also, yeah, quick update. Um England uh, two one up in extra time come in space now. Um so come on the lionesses. Um so yeah, hopefully hopefully they can hang on. But uh yeah. Uh I hope in the, yeah, in
1: by, the- Oh god damn it. I just wanted to say, I hope in the in the team talk, they have a picture of of um, Sh- Anne Sugar and saying, "This guy, this motherfucker, you gotta stick it to this him.
0: fucking prick." Yeah, <sighs> we're to we're gonna do it just to spite him. Okay, all right, goodbye.